it's your boy Mike Terrell. You and I locked into the Mike Terrell podcast. This is my man Nico G. Yo, yo. Let's get right into it. LeBron James' career is over. Over. The last dance is here. Michael Jeffrey Jordan has dropped the last dance. Ten episodes of absolute fire. Y'all LeBron fans. Y'all LeBron niggas. Y'all waited years. Y'all had all them years of slander. All them years of talking about Michael Jordan. Then Michael Jordan had to sit back and say, look, man, get my camera crew and let's drop 10 episodes of fire. Do you feel like it was 10 episodes? Like, one, you ain't seen all the episodes. No. So you don't don't know if it's 10 episodes of fire. I've only seen two episodes. Okay. Um, Secondly, why do we have to like, that's, this is what I don't like about LeBron haters. Yes, I am a LeBron hater. Yes. Right. So, but good reason. Though. No, no. You become a LeBron player hater. No. You are a player me and hater. Le, me and LeBron have real beef, though. It's not like... No, I'm you, not like the haters out in the you, streets. Me listen, and LeBron have real you problems. Have, you have a beef. LeBron has no beef. He, like, none, none with you. You me got and LeBron, beef. Me and LeBron need to have a conversation. Yeah, you're a player hater. How am I a player hater? Anybody that has to bring up LeBron into the into the the last dance... To the whole Jordan thing, you're a player hater. Like you're looking for a reason to tear somebody else down. No, Why because, can't we just enjoy the, Lebr- the 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 last dance? For because what y'all LeBron fans stands, y'all have the audacity to put this man's name in the same sentence as Michael Jordan, the same paragraph as Michael Jordan. Listen, when we break, then it's two totally different dudes right there. When we break down basketball, the only thing Jordan fans will always say and LeBron player haters will say is, he don't got six rings. Or, he not 6-0 in the finals. Facts. But, yeah, but we erase all the other years. What, he, about the, what about the years that Jordan didn't go? We don't talk like that's what I'm saying. We don't talk about all the real things. Like we just we just want to tear down LeBron. Bro, Jordan won six championships straight. He didn't win straight. No, he had two three peats. The time that he was with the Bulls, yeah, he had for that time frame, he won six championships straight. But let's be realistic. The nigga took two years off and came back and won. And won another three. He didn't take two years off and then just went three. You got to remember, he came back and then he got beat 4-2 by the Orlando Magic. They sent him home, Shaq and Penny. Wearing a 4-5? Yeah. It's you got to think, he was in baseball shape at that time. Bro, he, I don't, listen, he, he played a half a season. I don't care what nobody says. That's what, equivalent. See, but I'm saying, what you're doing now is you're making excuses. No, nah, that's Hold him to so. the fire. Put his feet to the fire. I, that's Michael Jordan won if, six championships if LeBron, straight. If LeBron and his dominance of run... What did he go to? Eight, nine final, eight, eight straight finals in the in the in the trash so, East. Let's okay, be clear. All right. Well, he was gonna do it this year in the in the dominant West. No, he was not. He had the number he one was, seed. He was not getting past Kawhi. Let's All right. be clear. He's right. not who getting was, past who PG, was the number one seed? Kawhi. Who was oh, had that regular season. I'm, I'm just. Ta- saying, I'm talking about the, I, the second I'm, season. All we the saying, playoffs. All that's being said though is, people say he was in the trash East. That's why he won. Facts. He came to the West. And proved that he can dominate. He came the to West. the West and didn't make the playoffs. Bro, he got hurt. But I'm saying he came to the he West. He got hurt. He came to the West and did not make the playoffs. Okay. This year he came to he he had his he uh finessed a trade for A D. Mm-hmm. Finessed a trade for A D. <laughs> 
and a lot of people said he gave up Kawhi. too much for AD. He lost. He lost to Kawhi. Like, remember twice. how? Remember how everybody was saying how good those those Lakers were? Brandon Ingram, Ball. Um, who else did they give up? Hard. Oh, Brandon Ingram. Remember left. they said like people were saying that those people were in fact going to be the future. But when in fact we look at the Pelicans' record, right? Are they in the playoffs? No, they're fighting for the AFC, but... <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right, like, case closed on that. But, but this uh, one I'm but saying... But Brandon Ingram did leave LeBron and become an all-star. That's cool. That's facts. That's cool. So, LeBron... On a team that's not in the playoffs. No, but LeBron was kind of no, hindering his game. He was? Is his team in the playoffs? No, they was fighting for the AFC. We don't know what could have happened. They might have caught um, Memphis. Yeah, what was they, like, six games behind? No, yeah. about four. Alonzo Ball kind of elevated his game too without LeBron. Yeah, because he can hold the ball. Like, he needs to be in control of the ball. But the fact remains like, one, Jordan left the game. He left the game. And we can all have these conspiracy theories, but the only fact that remains is that he left the game. He walked away from the game. I think he was hurt. His body was breaking down. Everybody says, oh, the. David Stern and then made him leave because of the, the the gambling stuff. Oh, yeah. He was in Vegas out there throwing big chips. Yeah, but so was everybody else. Yeah, but Jordan was throwing... You know, Jordan's addicted to gambling. Okay, but so was every everybody else. So, what I'm saying and is... And he probably owed some mob dudes, too. We can't give Jordan all these... Like, that's what I'm saying. We want to make... That's not a pass. Six championships straight is not a pass. Then, when you look at LeBron James, in all of his NBA final wins... Let's just break down the wins. He he won three championships, right? Yeah. Every single win, LeBron has never been the closer in any of those wins. Somebody else hit a shot? First championship against the Thunder, okay. which was a young OKC team. All right. Which which did have three future MVPs on it. I'll give him that. <laughs> All right. It was three future MVPs. <laughs> There's three MVPs on that team. Yeah, yeah. A young, young team, young, young KD, young Russ, young Harden. Harden didn't show the fuck up at all, by the way. He never does, but keep um, going. <laughs> Mike Miller was at game, yeah, game, was it game five? Game six or game five, the closeout game. LeBron James magically has cramps, and he's getting, he's carried off the court. Yeah. In a clutch moment, typical LeBron. Mike Miller erupts, has one of the greatest um, three-point finals performances in NBA history. Mike Miller and Mario Chalmers closed that series. Second championship. Wait, wait, wait. Like, like let's not do like is Mario Chalmers still in the NBA today? Mario yeah, isn't he? No. Okay. I saw some LA fitness footage in Mario. All right. So again. He was cooking this LA fitness stuff. LeBron carried Mario Chalmers and got him a, got him some rings and got him a paycheck and Mario Chalmers by himself found himself out the league. So like let's keep keep but keep What going. happened into what happened in that game though? The but close saying, out game. Who closed that game out for the Heat? Listen. Again, you're doing things to try to discredit LeBron. Um, that am I lying? Did Mike Miller have twenty three some twenty three like, points? Bro, he, okay, you you're <laughs> you're speaking to twenty three like it was fifty three. Like Mike Miller didn't have it. He had twenty. He's he's a Mike Miller is a professional basketball player that's played in the NBA for what thirteen to sixteen right, seasons. Right. He is supposed to have a big performance. Mike Miller wanted to win a ring too. There's five guys on the court. God forbid somebody else scored a ball besides LeBron. 
Fact, Mike Miller <laughs> closed that series out. Second championship. How did he close the series out? He just had a 23-point game. Did LeBron score more than him in that game? I believe LeBron did score more than him. But LeBron was okay. being carried off the court with cramps. He cramped up. That's what happened. Every clutch moment. Bro, every I can t- even go back to um, what, 2018. 2018 when the um, the Cavs are playing the Pacers. And Oladipo and um, Bogdanovich is busting LeBron ass. And... It's about to be the closeout game. Magically, LeBron goes to the locker room and Kevin Love has to save him. Why did LeBron go to the locker room at that moment? Like, they're they're on the brink of losing. Kevin Love would score like 12 points straight. And LeBron comes back like, oh, let's go now. Bro. LeBron's narrative king. But that's the this is the era that's this is the era that we put him in. Like if you look a lot of a lot of these critics that watched the Last Dance documentary, right? Since you've made this all about LeBron and not about <laughs> Jordan, that's what I'm talking about. So, a lot of people that say Jordan is grateful or lucky that he didn't have to play in the social media era, right? Because you got to remember, Jordan drank, smoked, party, et cetera, et cetera. Gamble, we know gamble. Probably had. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all the hush stories that Jordan had with women? Do you know how many payoffs he probably had? Allegedly. (laughs) I'm just saying. like cocaine circus with the Chicago Bulls. What was it, 85 Bulls? It was well. He was drafted eighty four, so eighty four, eighty five. Whatever, whatever Bulls did, they called the cocaine circus. Jordan said he walked in the room. They was doing all that shit. Jordan just left, bro. He's all about hoop, bro. Yeah. Remember you told me Kobe was like that, bro. Kobe was like that, but Jordan is a liar. Bro, I almost cut the documentary off. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we, like can you imagine? Can you imagine like LeBron telling that story? Everybody would say like, oh, no, yeah, like yeah. you, like but with Jordan, everybody like, yeah, I could see Jordan doing that. Like, there's people who argue with me that said like rookie Jordan would have did that. And I'm like, oh, he spent three years in North Carolina. Cocaine was the most popping drug. You're a young kid. You walk into that room and you see women, cocaine, liquor, marijuana. What what 21, 22-year-old is going to be like, oh, I shouldn't be here. I'm getting out of here. I mean, if he saw some yams in the room, he definitely was going to party. Yeah, he went, yams. In, he went in there, hit him two lines, smoked him a joint, <laughs> <laughs> got, got him two Barbies. <laughs> in, in the documentary, you can tell he's drunk. That's what I'm saying. So like, like, like when you see the cup, like you see the cup next to him, that's yak in the cup. Like, listen, for years... Like, what we still refer to as the flu game was the hangover game. But because it's Jordan, we, we give him, oh, oh game, whatever game it was, game three, game four against Utah, Jordan has a, a, a the flu. Yeah, the hangover. Still, They're, even in a hangover, he, that was an amazing performance. Yeah, but look who was guarding him. Jeff Hornacek. Come on, see, no, we don't get into that. 6'3", <laughs> Byron Russell. What was his second championship? Okay, second championship championship against your Spurs. Your Spurs, yeah. which I don't, I don't see how you defend LeBron when they crushed your Spurs. You had to they be absolutely listen, devastated. They didn't crush us, the Spurs. It was seven game series, and Greg Popovich overcoached himself, took Tim Duncan out the game, and the most pivotal point of the game, which led to the Ray Allen three. Why did he take Tim Duncan out right there? Because he felt that uh, they could defend the floor better. You don't take one of the best defenders in NBA history out the game. Yeah, you're right. He overcoached himself. Overcoached. But the 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 stretch, I believe it's a four minute. Sh- I granted LeBron James assisted on 
most of the points and scored most of the points. Listen, he scored all the points and assisted on all the points. But three-minute stretch, LeBron had what? Turnover? Key turn two two dribble turnovers two Kawhi just was just locked locked them up horrible three he did hit the three to tie the game previously Manu went down ho ass Manu Ginobili missed that fucking free throw yeah, smoked the free throws Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard dumbass throw. missed the free throw then Ray Allen Hall of Famer another Hall of Famer on LeBron James team save LeBron legacy. Because if LeBron loses that, what's his finals record? One and what? Five? Who assisted the play? Oh, Bosch. Hall of Famer. Bosch got the rebound. And passed it to Ray. LeBron missed that key three because LeBron took his headband off. I remember it. And missed the three. It was like a... That was a horrible shot that he took. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're talking about the last dance and the the player hater in you and other people. (laughs) Y'all get stuck on LeBron. Like... Let's but y'all can't admit, but the only reason why LeBron people that are critical of LeBron is because you you guys put him in the same sentence as Jordan. Like this era is r- ridiculous. It's I don't like it's, it's diff- two different people. The first it's a different era of basketball. Right. Completely different. There was guys who played in that NBA with Jordan that definitely wouldn't play in the NBA today. Like, they wouldn't even be a team manager in the NBA today. Like, there's plenty of guys who just athletically couldn't even fit the bar, wouldn't even be on the floor, right? So you had to take that into account. Secondly, like, when you go, like, go, like watch the last dance and, like, really watch who these guys are playing and then look at the athleticism level of the other teams that they're playing. There was no guy that was, like, a freaking nature athlete. But when you when you say that, that's a good point. But when you say that, you're not taking in account the fundamentals that those old dudes had. No, like and, and these young dudes with the crazy athletic ability, they don't have no fundamentals. You coach basketball? Yeah. You know. The the flip though is that with athleticism, guys can do certain things. Like if you're running like just imagine those days, like they run a pick and roll for Jordan. And the switch is a is is a big man, right? Today, like in today's NBA, that switch is a big man that can move his feet. It might be a DeAndre Jordan. It might be a Kevin Garnett. You see them get bodied too. Yeah. It you might see be Curry, a Lamar. Anytime a big switch out on Steph, he's gonna get his ass washed. But okay, that's a different player in a different imagine, generation. Imagine you doing a pick and roll now. Jordan is in this era. DeAndre Jordan. Or Blake Listen, Griffin switch out on Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wasn't a three-point shooter. But even a one-on-one hey. game. He, Michael Jordan was faster than a lot of people. And he was... Um, in that NBA. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what we have to take in it. Because just like you, you made the argument where you said, in today's NBA, Jordan would average 40. And then I look at it and say, we had Jordan in this NBA, and his name was Kobe Bryant. And I, Kobe Bryant never averaged 40. I don't think Kobe... I don't think Kobe was... We had a burnt down Kobe in this generation of the NBA. What do you mean a burnt down Kobe? We did. Man, we watched Kobe from the two thousands to to what twenty sixteen. Kobe dropped sixty his final game. Yeah, and he shot fifty shots. I don't care. He oh, dropped a okay. sixty ball. Any if per- James Harden, if James Harden right now can almost average forty a game, you're telling me that Michael Jeffrey Jordan can almost average forty? Which are an elite score. One of the probably one of the the best scores in NBA history, 
Jordan ain't an elite scorer. He is an elite scorer. Jordan's playoff average is crazy. Yeah, 38 points. Crazy. You telling me that Michael Jordan right now with these soft-ass niggas, he couldn't average 40? This is Michael Jordan's NBA. It's soft because of Jordan. No. Listen, there was no such thing as a flagrant foul until when? The flagrant foul was enabled in the offseason after the conclusion of the 1990 season, which then enabled uh, who who won the, the NBA Finals in 91? Bulls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Flagrant foul, right? Because the Detroit Bad Boy Pistons were no longer allowed to play physical basketball with the Bulls. So we had to let Jordan win. That was the narrative the NBA was pushing. Most <laughs> most dynamic, most most sought after player. We don't get to that. <laughs> Third championship against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Granted, let me ask you a question. If we're at the park, right, and you, you want to play basketball out of Kevin Love, LeBron James, Kyrie, Steph, Clay, or Draymond, what three are you picking in the park? Me? My, yes. like, but that's that's a personal preference. What do you think the general public's like? Pick? Like me, like the general public is gonna pick the the stars. Like I, I guarantee you that if you told them like here's six players, pick three, the three is always gonna be LeBron, Curry, Kyrie. Them would have been the three <laughs> no. they picked. Yeah. Bro. Who's gonna who's gonna say like I'm gonna th- okay, is Kyrie Kevin Love, LeBron James better than Steph, Clay, Draymond? Individually? Would that three destroy that three in three on three? In the big three? With Ice Cube? No, don't say that because Curry can shoot the four pointer. It, it, again, it's, it's, it's tough to say because that, that three. That Cavs team had a big three. Listen, that three was an NBA championship team, right? That was a big three team. Didn't they win a the championship? Who? The Warriors. Yeah, the previously, right. yeah. Yeah, they won the championship with those three, right? Yeah. Then they came back and went to game seven, down to the last, the, the the waning seconds of game seven. LeBron had to have a miracle block. No, 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 no. All right. LeBron had a, he had his big three against the Warriors non-super team because Draymond Green has exposed himself as not a Hall of Famer, in okay. my opinion. Okay. He might get in just because it's the basketball Hall of Fame, because they, they count your college, your high school, and your Olympic play. But if it was just NBA, Draymond Green, he exposed himself this what year. What do you mean? He's trash. Defensive player of the year. Five-time All-NBA defensive player. Draymond's trash. So I'm just saying, we can't. The guy averaged in the, in the Warriors' run of championships, the guy averaged... 10, 7, and 7. Yeah, he's a glue guy. Yeah, like he, but he's well, the thing people knock about Draymond is no, Draymond's not going to go score 30 points in today's NBA, even though he has final, finals games where he put 28 on that board. Yeah, game seven. I think so. There's games where he there was games MVP. where there was games where other guys didn't show up and Draymond showed the fuck We're up. We're not talking about that. Yeah, listen. So, but you can't not, you can't, <laughs> you just was knocking him and say, we can't talk about that. Like he shows up. But secondly, like the skill that Draymond has that a lot of people not like Draymond is an elite level passer in today's game. Elite level passer. Yeah. Draymond yeah. makes passes like listen, he hit when Curry's coming off a screen, Draymond hits him in the pocket. He's not throwing no wild pass where Curry has to catch it at his ankles or above his head. It's in the pocket, boom, three come out, it gets a shot off. So we can't knock that. But again, back to the to the last yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> Last dance. Let's con- let's continue to watch because then you're going to see all these players that people say because for some reason people love to just disrupt the Bulls. My, this isn't a Michael Jordan documentary. This is the last season of the Chicago Bulls, which is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Okay. Okay. We don't. But final point about LeBron James Finals wins. Game seven. I thought against, this was the last dance. See what I'm saying? Against <laughs> against Cleveland, Kyrie Irving closed that series out. He did. He who, hit the shot of shots. Who scored more points in that game? I think it was Kyrie. I think LeBron had a lo- LeBron no. had triple double, right? Yeah, LeBron scored more points than Kyrie in that game. Kyrie hit the shot, and granted, the Cavs only win that series because Kyrie decided to go fucking crazy. That's the only reason why they won. And LeBron was LeBron. LeBron did help, but until Kyrie started going crazy, that's when they won. Listen, it's the NBA, man. It's like five guys are on the floor. Like, there's nobody that... Allen Iverson is the only person that I will ever give credit that has won a finals game by himself. Yeah. That's the only person in NBA history that I can say. Because we've seen LeBron score 51 and J.R. Smith lose the game for him. LeBron still had a chance to win that game in overtime too, but he he yeah, melted down like it, he always does. How much do, like how much more do you want? But you can't melt like we down. want like what's crazy is we want LeBron to have like in the Last Dance documentary, right? Michael Jeffrey Jordan scored sixty three points in a playoff loss. Did right he melt wrong. down? He scored sixty three points in a playoff loss. But well, did he melt down though? We don't. He didn't even get to the point of, of melting because he didn't make it out the first round. That was a first round series. Did they win any games? No, they didn't. No, they got swept. All right. So. It's like LeBron got swept in the finals when you, by your Spurs. When you have no help. And he got swept by the Warriors. Back to back, he done got swept. Listen, people, Twice. people can't name six players off of that Cavs team he took to the finals in 2007. So, again, the last chance, like, let's continue to watch the documentary. Yeah. I've seen more episodes. Scottie Pippen, last dance. People, I saw you on Facebook. You over there with your LeBron friends. Somebody said, "Yeah, LeBron would have made sure Scotty got his money. He would have. No, LeBron would have left Chicago and went and joined Magic Johnson. Went and joined Akeem Olajuwon. He would have left Scotty saying, "Nigga, I can't win with you. I am out of here." Scotty would have got paid. No. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was criminally unpaid, just like Scotty. But see, that's what people don't understand: is Jordan was underpaid because he needed those other guys to win. People forget there was a point in time when Scottie Pippen was upset about his contract and he was demanding a trade, and the Bulls had to re-up him into that seven-year, eighteen million dollar contract in which he was making just as much more money. As Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was taking pay cuts, right? Taking Bro, he, pieces. Yeah, like if you look, like if we if we're being factual about it, like we couldn't even get that Bulls team in today's game because it would it would be too, too much money. Yeah, yeah. You had to pay Robin a lot. Like people forget that Ron Harper was a twenty point per game score with Cleveland coming into the Chicago Bulls, right? Right. He he was productive with the Elite Clippers. Defender. He was productive with the Clippers, productive with the... But, I mean, Ron Harper, again, 6'5", guard, long as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but 
he would he wouldn't be a max deal player, but he would be a player that demanded near max deal money. Yeah. And then you had guys like Tony Kukoc, everybody else. So we one would week, you say Tony Kukoc was the first stretch four? Uh, Tony Kukoc was he a three or four? Well, he played the three, four, and the five, so that made him like the first. He was the first kind of like hybrid player that could play. Mm. That was seven foot. Was shooting threes, putting it on the floor. Like the NBA hadn't seen that, even though that was like going on in Europe. You know what I mean? Was he the first one to do that? There was no other seven footer putting it on the floor like that in the NBA. He he don't get no respect. Like as far as top like European players, they don't put respect on Kukoc name. But that's what I'm saying. But we put so much emphasis on Jordan. That we take away from guys like that. Like, imagine they put Kukoc at the five. Now you have to, the five has to get out there and guard him because he can shoot the three. Yeah, when I play 2K, <laughs> that's what I do. When I put 2K, I put Dennis Rodman at center, Kukoc at the four, uh, Pippen at the three, Jordan, and um, Ron Harper. Yeah, I'm just a believer in progressive relativism. So, as, or modernity. So, as like time progresses, I believe things get better, players get better, et cetera, et cetera. Like for like to us for for to me this is just my mentality for us to say that Michael Jordan is still the greatest player thirty years after he plays is the same narrative of people saying Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player to ever play no, over hundred years. <laughs> but I'm saying, but it's people that will argue that Babe Ruth had a more dominant run. Yeah, I'm not really up on baseball like that. I'm just a, a Barry Bonds fan, <laughs> which he is cr- criminally hated on. That's Definitely what, should be in the Hall of Fame. But that's what I'm saying. Like we have to. We have to take that into context. But speaking of that, what did you think about the uh, the NFL draft, the first streamed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. I want cameras to be inside of the players' houses from now on because the girlfriends had me in absolute tears. Uh, I believe <laughs> CeeDee Lamb got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. I picked 17. Um his girlfriend, which is Trey Young's ex, I didn't know that, yeah. uh, reached for the Young Bat phone and CD Lamb snatched the shit from her. What did you think about that? I thought it was very player how he did it. He didn't even break stride. Like, You're right. He, he was like this. <laughs> he was like this and then just reached out and grabbed it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't even make a scene. Yeah. Like, so I, I give him all the props of the world. Cause didn't even look at us. Like, leading the, the, the no, he, he saw that, that you know. It was like you said, the bad phone, that bubble text popped up. <laughs> Congrats, babe. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, like, it probably said Jennifer with a little heart next to it. You know what I'm saying? CD Lamb. Girlfriend, snatch phone. Um, the other funny one where the one girl, who, the Cardinals drafted a linebacker from Syracuse? Clemson. Clemson. And his girlfriend kissed him. But she made sure to kiss him again so the cameras could see. Could catch it, yeah. Yeah. So she's tr- she's trying to make sure that. Yeah, like in those moments, the girl is getting drafted too. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're making their play to be on the next loving hip hop. You uh, see his face? Yeah. <laughs> he was heated, bro. Yeah. Did you, like, so then there was the other one where the uh, offensive lineman, I think he was from Georgia. I think it was pick 30. You got Cardinals too? I don't know. No, I don't think he went to the Cardinals. Titans. Titans. <clears throat> and then his mama had to pull his girl off of him. The white, he, she pulled the white Nubian queen off of her. <laughs> she was kind of a uh, lame Bryant, too. 
Yeah, well, he's a lot. She pregnant? Mother. I don't know. But I know the mama just hard tied her ass out of there. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm mad, that, I'm mad that the camera angle that they had wasn't able <laughs> to capture the rest of that scene. Some dude made a good point. He said that, let's say that he's like a Hall of Famer, right? And they want to go back footage and show his draft night. Like, why are you, you're hugging him. Like, you're ruining the draft night. Yeah. Vintage footage. That's why mom was like, get your ass up out of there. What if that was his wife? You think mom's is right to do that? Um, I think if it was his wife, it's different. But yeah. Just a girl, and I get your ass out the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. NFL draft was crazy. Um, the Arizona Cardinals coach, his house is incredible. Clingsbury? Uh, <laughs> yeah. This nigga house was fire. I don't know. He got to live in Paradise Valley, Arizona. That shit was fire. Um, Bill Belichick's crib is just basic, bro. Well, he's in what Nantucket. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Belichick did not want the cameras there. Hey, you could tell. Remember, they had kept going to scenes, and it was just the dog there. <laughs> it was just the dog. And then, uh, well, think- there was once there was uh, one funny scene to me though was in the draft. Was uh, I forget who got drafted? It was a first round pick. And their family was behind the doors in like a separate room. Like if you didn't pay attention to it, it was like mom, dad, brother, sister in the front room. And then they had a room in the back uh, with the uh, French doors and the doors were closed. But you could just see people's shadows jumping up and down (laughs) and pumping fists and being hyped. The family, but... The family prepared for that moment, but I just thought it was funny. You saw the background. Yeah. Like, a lot of people there. didn't catch that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were back there going crazy. <laughs> Did you see uh, Joe, was it Joe Burrow? Where they had, like, the little, like, the basic Costco, like, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, these niggas really ain't got no money like that. Well, I mean, it's tough right now because, I mean, if you're a, a agent, there is no football right now. Yeah. So, you can't go sign no contract. And if you're, I'm an agent, I can only stretch myself so far. Because you got to figure there's some dudes that are probably in the league who mismanage their money, and that agent has to get inbred right now to survive. Like, dang. So agents usually give advances, right? Correct. So, but they only have so much money to advance. To advance, right? Yeah. So for the pandemic, like let's say there's no football. Them niggas going to be like hurting. Like the the no name football players? Oh, absolutely. That's gonna be sad, bro. No, I mean they probably hurt now. Yeah, they probably yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> the um, what else was funny from the draft? Um, Vikings coach. This nigga had so many deer heads behind him that he killed. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody was going in on that. This nigga killed mad animals. <laughs> this nigga's crib was fired up. <laughs> what you think about uh Gronk? Coming back to the uh, to reuniting with Tom Brady, uh, I think it's a good move for them. Yeah, you I think just, Gronk still got something left? Yeah, I just don't think he wanted to play in the cold anymore. Mm, you're right. You're right. I think um, Tom. I think they. I think they had this shit planned, bro. I think Tom Brady was like, "Look, man, take a year off, get healthy, get your body right. I'm gonna be out of here. Let's just reunite somewhere." You think that's a slight? Understand the cold. You think that's a slight against Belichick? Like they was tired of the Belichick shit, or you think Tom Brady wants 
Tom Brady, to me, in my opinion, he wants to prove that he's great and that he can win without Belichick. Um, I think it was a a, a two-way part because you have to remember there was a certain... Remember with the Jimmy G trade, remember Belichick was ready to get Tom Brady the fuck out of New England. Out of there. So, Go. So I think that relationship just ran its course. Mm. So Tom Belichick was ready to get rid of Tom Brady. I think Robert Kraft stepped in as the owner and was like, let's give him a little more time. He needs to retire a, a Patriot. Then Belichick, in turn, traded Jimmy G for a, a sixth-round pick. He traded Jimmy G for a six. Yeah, six round pick Dang. to a great into a great situation. Great organization. He looked out for Jimmy. But I'm but I think that was too a slight to the Patriots owner to be like, look at him and this is what he would have did if we'd have kept him. Mm-hmm. And now you lose, and so now, you know, I still think the Patriots might like they're still you know Cam Newton is still there, Andy Dalton, so they still may make a splash, or it might just be Jake Stidham. Why isn't Cam Newton getting, because, like, as we're recording this right now, Jameis Winston is about to go to the Saints. And I'm confused on how come Cam Newton cannot get a job. Like, John Elway from my Denver Broncos, what the fuck are you doing? Get Cam Newton. Newton, we need Cam. Put Um, him in that orange. it's, It's tough because... Cam is a player that's been hurt, so like I think guys want to bring him in and do a physical, and because of the quarantine, they can't. Oh yeah, you're right. Just to make sure that he's healed, his shoulder or whatever he got surgery on it, it is recovered, and he's back healthy. But he he he's looking good on them little Instagram videos, man. He's looking good, man. He he was working out. Uh, I think he was working out to some gospel music. He was looking <laughs> good, man. But let's get into some Prosper Fog. Last episode, we were going to talk about Music Tuesday. Yeah. I remember a lot of young viewers, young listeners, y'all don't understand the joy that people my age used to get from getting music on a Tuesday. We used to go to a store called Circus City. I don't know if that shit was worldwide. Is that worldwide? Yeah, Circus City, but it wasn't just Circus City. Target. That was Circus City, The Warehouse, Sam Goody. Yeah, like getting your favorite album on a Tuesday. I remember ditching school um, to get the cannabis album. <laughs> That's when I thought cannabis was going to be fire, bro. You I bought that? The, I bought the cannabis album. Cause I, cause, you wasted um, your dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the album was horrible. Yeah, I think my cousin, uh, what's crazy is my cousin um, Jamal, DJ Signal. Yeah. Like, he bought that album. He bought the cannabis? Yeah. Did, how did he get up on cannabis? Because I got up on cannabis through um, my dude uh, Hathaway. He used to, from New Jersey, he would bring back clue tapes. And I heard cannabis like freestyle. And like they would always let cannabis start off the tape on freestyles. I'm like, this dude got bars. At this point in time, I didn't really know about the actual music. I just cared about lyrics. I was like, he got bars. And then when his album came out, I got it. But I'm like, this shit don't even sound good. So like... Um, we used to be at my grandma's house, um, which is in South Phoenix, which only had a swamp cooler. Oh, that was a good cooler, though. <laughs> nah, when it got not. cold, it was, it was nice. You had to sit in front of the swamp cooler <laughs> to be cool. Like, if you weren't by that vent that blew out the air, yeah. then you just suffered. Um, but there would be times, like, um, at her house in the summertime, where we always had bootleg cable. 
So if the cable company ever came and saw that it was hooked up bootleg, they would unhook it, and then we'd have to wait for... Uh, drive off? No, we'd have to wait, like, you know, maybe a week or so for the person that hooked up the bootleg cable to come back and jump up on a pole and, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and hook it up again. But in the in the interim, so, like, the only thing we were able to watch would be the box. You remember the box? Yeah. And uh, the, what was the second round knockout? Second round knockout. That video played often on the box, like, during that uh, time frame. They had Mike Tyson in the two, huh? I think so. Yeah. Cannabis second round knockout. Yeah. That, oh, man. So that's how, like, they, like, that's how, like, Signal got onto it. But I just remember, like, this is a guy, like, I probably can say, like, has bought, like, zero musical albums. Who? Signal. Like, he bought, like, you know, he's a DJ, he bought okay. records. Yeah, right. But I'm talking about, like, an actual, like, this compact disc. Like, yeah. I'm going to play this CD. Like, that's probably his, like, single purchase. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Cannabis. Um, what else I used to buy? I bought on a Tuesday. Um, when the towers fell, I bought that Jay-Z, the Blueprint. And I bought the fab that day. What's crazy is like you used to like Tuesday, going to the record store on Tuesday was a like regular thing. Yeah. But like, I mean. Now, what, was your, what was your favorite? What was your, you think, what album do you remember purchasing on a Tuesday that you was just like hyped for? Uh, man, I was probably, I want to say I was in the ninth grade freshman. Um, and it was, um. It was two, so it was the Click, uh-huh. um, game related album, and then it was the game dog, related. Was that Tupac? No, the album was called Game Related. Game Related, okay. The Click, and then uh, the other album was the uh, Dog Pound Dog Food album. Ooh, that album was fire. But I remember I had to wait for my mom to get paid, and so I got both of those. Uh, yeah, so you said you got the click, game related. And the dog pound dog food. I think those were like the two I was probably like most excited about. Like you was just at the store early? Um, I didn't get there early, but I, those were like anticipated where I was like, like either my deuce is going to buy these for me or I'm going in there and I'm hitting the 40 yard <laughs> dash. <laughs> Because remember, that's when they used to come in the big, like, plastic things with the handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was either good. She was either buying those or I was hitting a 40-yard dash out of there. Man, I remember, um, I used, I never used to get R&B like that. Back then, like on a Tuesday. Even nah. though the R&B was dropping, What's, I wasn't running to go cop it. But, like, speaking of that, like, the other day I was listening to, like, old R&B, like, we grew up on. Uh-huh. And there was some real player hater songs. Oh yeah, old R and B is hating on the next man. <laughs> man, like he can't love you like I can. Yeah, I was listening to Shy's uh, "Comforter." Yeah, when the dude said, "Like lay down and tell me what's on your mind." <laughs> what exactly did he do to <laughs> make you cry this time, <laughs> bro? The old R and B niggas was player haters, bro. Yeah, I was like thinking about it. I said, "Man, it was a lot of player hater records back then." Player haters. <laughs> Um, what was I watching the other day? No, I want to talk to you about, um, what do you think about like certain, like the nigga that texts girls inside the party? Like, you yeah. know, like you at a party, the, the silent shooter, the silent <laughs> shooter, like you inside of a party and like a house party setting. And then you, you got the one homeboy. He texting the girl that he likes inside of the party. 
Yeah. I, like, you think that's like early red flag signs of a creep. Creep house. Like, if you're a girl, like, we're in the same space and you're texting me, like, that that should be a red flag. Yeah, like, creep house. <laughs> and even if you are the creep and that girl is interested, then, like, you should throw a red flag. Yeah, well. I don't know. I don't know. I always thought that was weird. Or the nigga who'd be like, say you at a house party function, it's like, what, four girls, three dudes, and then, like, the homeboys, females are giving your your friends attention. Like, they have a great conversation. You know, flirting, innocent flirting going on. Then you got the one dude who may be the ugly nigga or just a nigga with no, like, swag or just corny. That he, he want to be the nigga that want to get all the attention. And, like, he's like, oh, man, time to go. Or he'll, like, go sit by himself. <laughs> Go venture off. Go, go venture. Go venture off. Try to get that sympathy. What's wrong? Yeah, just so the girl can be like, "What's wrong?" Yeah, no, that, like again, that was just like like early signs of a creep house. Okay, yeah, creep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like if you if you have to resort, <laughs> <laughs> if you got to resort to like desperate antics, that's an antic. And yeah. the nigga just be like, oh, "I'm gonna go." Like, everybody at the party talking, drinking, this nigga go sit in, like, the living room. Yeah. Not like, I mean, that, that's, like, definitely crazy. Like, I was thinking the other day, too, like, on some, like, just, like, being silly. I was thinking in my mind, like, if a, like if you go out with a, a, a 125er, right? Right. And say you're on a date, and you go to a restaurant, you're about to get a bite to eat. <laughs> And the one twenty five is like in the in, you know the person at the front is like how many and you're like it's just two, uh-huh. and then they say oh would you prefer a table or a booth? Mm. But you a big but you a big dude. You a big nigga, yeah. And she says booth. Oh, she's not even thinking. Should about that you. pop up a red flag? Yes, that's red flag. She's not <laughs> thinking about how you got to squeeze in the booth, put your belly on top of the booth. <laughs> You ain't got no elbow room. You ain't got none of that. You can't even sit back comfortably. Can't sit back comfortably. Like, is that like an early sign of like her being selfish and only thinking about herself? Yeah. Like, would you view that as a red flag? Oh, yeah. That's that's 100% red flag. 100% red flag. What about, um, I think we was on one, one of those social media sites. We was talking about how the, the, the fat dude has to like you were talking about it. You're saying the fat dude has to be on point. Oh, absolutely. What like 100 percent on point to be able to engage, not engage with a chick or like bag a bag a queen. Yeah, I mean, but it's it, it's just like it's nature. Like it's not gonna be like for every <laughs> single one. But like if you want a a female of a certain like look or aesthetic, right? Then you have to be appealing, right? Right, like we can always like you always see these memes where people's like all oh, relationship or personality and all that. Yeah, that's like if you dating a person for like years, then like that's when that shit kicks in. Right. But like just off the face to face value, like it has to be appealing. Like you know what I mean. You have to have your stuff together. If you're a bigger dude, you know what I'm saying. If you're a fat dude. You got to have your stuff together. Your shoes got to be together. Got to be right. You know what I mean. Your outfit has to be together. Your haircut got to be together. Like you. Like, your, the biggest blemish is you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to dress that up. You got to do extra as opposed to, like, the 
the the either the fit nigga or the skinny nigga, like they can come in there with the they can just come with a wife beater on. Wife beater on. <laughs> and by default. Yeah. With the they can come with the wife the wife beater with the uh three dollar Walmart boxers yeah. showing <laughs> nasty hat. Like and the fat dude gotta be able to crack jokes too. Like you gotta have at least about twenty or thirty something jokes in your arsenal off rip. Like you got to be able to boom instantly make her laugh. As the skinny nigga, he could just be corny as fuck. Yeah, but I, mean, I never look at it like I just being like a you know what I'm saying like a, a fat dude growing up. Like you, I always get the I always appreciate it. Like the aspect of it is because um, sometimes you just got to sit back and just observe like the BS like. Cause there's plenty of women that I've seen and I'll be like, damn, like she's cute. And like, say she chews up on one of the homies that, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't choose me. But then, you know, like that's your homie and you know, like, man, my dude, you know what I'm saying? He ain't, he don't brush his teeth. Or like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like, he don't wash his clothes or, you know what I'm saying? Or dude don't shower all the time. And then you see back and peep that. And then it's gotta be like, oh shit, I'm kind of glad I missed her. Cause you know yeah, what I'm saying, she, like, she's accepting of that. Then. She liking all them qualities. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, it's a blessing. But then too, it's like you know what I mean. I always looked at it as like you can't really, um, like, you can't want a woman that you're not willing to work for. Mm. So that work might be like it, it, you know what I'm saying, like if you don't want to hit the gym, you don't want to work out, then that work might be like you need to go get you a bag. Go get you a bag, yeah. Like you got to do something to outperform what you're looking for, because you can't get that 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 one twenty five or one forty five er that is always like posting workout selfies or in the gym or you know what I'm saying. They on the on the tummy tee, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like you can't want that quality of woman, and then you yourself not be on that. Like that's just the way I see it. Mm. So you think you got to be. If you want a 125 or a 145er, you got to be on the same fit level. Yeah, like if that's what they value. Or I, or I, I think that, you know what I'm saying, or maybe you do get that 125er, but that 125er, if that's what they value, then they should put that into you. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, babe, we're going to go get a big Mac meal from McDonald's, but we're going to split it. We're going to split it. You know what I'm, I'm saying? to support the weight loss. Yeah, like I'm going to get you to where I want you to be. But I think in relationships in general, like people don't be working like that. They want they want the ready to go package, the already pre made. No, but they want like success in like every arena, and like to me, that's like it's not fathomable. Right. So like it, it don't like big dudes, small dudes, like you know what I'm saying. They may get the the dude that works out every day, but you know what I'm saying. He might be uh, has a part time job making nine bucks an hour. You know what I'm saying. Right. So. Is the woman, like, going to support that habit? Or is she going to, like, all right, well, I think you could do this and let me help you get this job so you can make more income so you can, you know what I mean, be uh, help build up the castle or, you know what I mean, or I'm just going to complain and then I'm going to go find a dude who makes more money than you but then he don't got the qualities that you have. Like, yeah. it just becomes, yeah, it just becomes a repeating cycle. Repeat cycle. Because there's nobody, like, I see is people not willing to work. And that's for guys and females. Like I see it's a lot of dudes I know that that are um uh they don't have any um what's the word since I'm drawing a blank. They don't have any self confidence. Mm. So then they use the woman 
as their vote of confidence, like to show their like manship, like my chick bad, like, but my chick, my chick, my chick, like, yeah, but like, what, what's up with you though? Yeah, what are you doing? What, like, cause what's I always, with you? I always viewed it as like, I was the catch. I was the prize. Right. And that's not being like cocky or arrogant. It's just like, I should, I believe in myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not the one that needs to show up and be like, yeah, my girl's bad. Or like, I hit that. I bagged that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that shit is weird. Like, you always want to be able to like, you know, like show off your queen and shit like that. But like, just like you said, like you gaining confidence just because your chick's bad. But deep down, you just fucking sad as fuck and depressed and... <laughs> On some bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying you're doing that, but you're constantly competing, but you're doing that for a, a vote of approval. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like even with like tennis shoes, there's people who buy Jordans, right? Because they have no concept of like self-confidence. Right. Like they they couldn't go get a pair of chucks and be like, yo, I'm just going to get some jeans, a chucks, a t-shirt, yeah. and just let look my, clean. And let my drip do yeah. what they do. Yeah, just let me outshine. But they be like, no, I got to go get the Jordans. I need to get the Gucci belt off the offer up. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, Are they selling Gucci belts on offer up? Man, everything. Louboutins, man, uh, Gucci. if one of you niggas is buying a young Louis Vuitton Gucci off offer up, you must fucking but, stop that shit. But it's queens that do it too. Like, yeah. Like, they have the bags. Like, the other day I was in Target, right? Right. And I seen a queen in there with the Louis Vuitton clutch. Okay. And then I looked down. Uh-huh. And she had on some, like, fila, like, middle of the mall feelers. That's not even, like, popping retro. Yeah, but, like. It could have been the uh, Forever 21 feelers. It wasn't even, like, the feelers that was, like, retro cool. Mm -hmm. It was, like. Them was like the twenty nine ninety nine twenty nine feelers like for sale special. Got them at the shoe source. Yeah, in the middle of the mall, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever that's you know that store that's in the middle of the mall. That yeah. has nothing but like <laughs> like the Air Butterfucos, Air Butterfucos, Gus Files. Yeah, but <laughs> but I'm just saying, like to me, it's like I look at it and I say, like that doesn't match. You can't have a you can't have a, Eighteen hundred dollar clutch, and then yeah, the twenty nine. Like that just doesn't match. Well, to me, that probably wasn't real. No, that's what I'm saying. That was the offer up bag they got for it. But why? But why? But why should we care if it's real or not? My thing is this: like, why do you feel like you need to have it? <laughs> yeah, that's like a double like cycle. Like we shouldn't care if the the purse costs eighteen thousand or if it costs. No, but I'm saying like if that person if that's what it costs, right. A lot of the people that can afford that to have it, that doesn't define you. Mm. Yeah. Like, right. that's what we have to, like, look like. Our culture has to lose the, we have to have name brand or expensive item stuff to define us. It's just designer armor. Like, we feel like we have to have that to be accepted or to look down upon the next person. Like, really, so you just you should be confident. If you went and bought a twenty nine ninety nine purse, like, that's what it is. That's what it you is. You rock it. Like, do something different. You could go take it to an airbrush person or... Like a person that does like henna art and just get something exotic or different than what everybody else has. Yeah. And then that becomes a joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. It's kind of like how Nelly was having that argument where he said like ASAP Rocky said he like Air Force Ones was always popular. And Nelly was like, yeah, they were popular in New York. 
Exactly. But I made them popular everywhere else. Like in Africa, nigga. <laughs> Nelly made Air Force Ones popular. That's the same thing as a local rapper and Drake signs them. Drake made him famous. Just like Lil Wayne yeah. made Drake famous. Yeah, co-signed him. But people forget because there was a point in time where Air Force Ones, what me growing up, Air Force Ones was always, they were always like $50 shoes, like $49.99, yeah, $59.99. Right. But in like me growing up, I grew up, Air Force Ones were only worn by like super OG gangbangers. <laughs> right? Right. And like Mexicans. Like, there was the only two people, like, on the Those West Coast. Like, ones? this is the West Coast. Right. That was getting, air, like, rocked Air Force Ones. Right. Right? And Mexicans, I'm not even saying, like, Cholos. Like, I'm saying, like, the Mexican kids that just didn't, like, their parents didn't know any better. They right. just said Nike and they copped them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those are the... Those basic, basic shoes. Just basic shoes. Yeah. But then there was a point in time, like, when Nelly made that record, then, like, Air Force Ones was, like, $100. Yeah. <laughs> 120 for like you know what I'm saying the high tops or like different colorways like he definitely took that brand to the next level worldwide and I believe what ASAP is saying there's they're saying two separate things I believe ASAP is saying for the kid generation he brought them back out because there was a point after that Nelly record Air Force Ones did get trashed like but because they became like in my opinion, they became Jordan, like what Jordans are today. Right. Like everybody has them. Everybody like, has them. Like, man, like when a Jordan drops and you go to a gathering, whether it's the club or it just might be an event, like that Jordan is on like fifteen percent of the people have that Jordan on. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like so it just becomes a it's just a cycle of like hotness to a point where it just becomes it's played out. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know ASAP. I didn't know the kids was rocking their first ones again. What's funny is like I always see like the kids. Like I don't understand it, but they always had a, like they make fun of like the all black Air Force ones. Oh, they call them what the uh, janitor <laughs> shoes? I forget the what they Walmart call Walmart shoes. I call them something else, but it's like yeah. But yeah, like if you have the all black pair, it's like yeah, disgrace. Yeah, it's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. What you think about the? Um, we had a. Uh, IG battle of the songwriter with uh, JD and uh, Dallas Austin. When did that happen? That uh, happen? It's coming. It's, it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. I, don't, I only like it if it's sponsored by Versus. Uh, but it's going to be. It's Versus. It's Versus? Yeah. Oh, I'm with it then. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you ready to jump out the booth and play <laughs> No, because Versus, I, that's the official thing, right? Uh, that's their thing. <laughs> See, niggas don't need to be making another thing, man. Let it be Versus. But I'm saying, like, it's Versus is doing it. So, like, I think everything on, like, IG Live, that's a, an official battle is Versus, yeah. Timberland, and uh, Swiss. Swiss, yeah. With yeah. um, well, the Teddy Riley thing that passed, but they did have the rematch battle, which was still funny. <laughs> it was funny as shit. Their streams actually boosted because of that battle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people are, like, streaming the music crazy. I think Versus is great for getting new fans, Having old fans, bumpy music. That Timberland and Swiss did an excellent job by uh, creating verses. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Kanye West being a billionaire now? Um, uh, He's worth, his net worth is a billion. He doesn't have a liquid billion? Well, he's, yeah, I mean, like, he's a 100% owner of Yeezy. And, like, 
Yeezy now is valued at like $3 billion. That's like if he crazy. was to sell it, like that would be the, the cost to buy the actual Yeezy brand. Is like I think he was robbing the church. Like he found that loophole by making that church music. Yeah. That Joel Osteen loophole. That Joel Osteen bag. <laughs> he has the Osteen. That T.D. Jakes T.D. Jakes. Cutthroat Dollar. Cutthroat Dollar. Was Cutthroat Dollar with the private jet? Man, I think he had all of it. Remember they had him on Facebook when they were questioning him? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I, I don't remember that. Remember yeah. he said he bought a $8 million uh, mansion? He said the and, Lord wanted him in that. No, but he said it was a, a resort for, uh, for his congregation. For the church members, to come nobody in. in there, nobody from the church, <laughs> no homeless people is in there. Wouldn't eat nothing. What's up with um, Doctor Umar Johnson? I saw him on Instagram Live putting a hit out on some some Instagram people who's trying to shut down his event. Like I've always liked Umar because I like list I like listing the people that. It's on some pro-black shit. I just do. I just love, I love listening to Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Like, I just love anybody that talks that black shit. And people, people get offended when people talk pro-black shit, too. I hate that, like, they look like, like, why do people get, like, like. They feel, well, they, they're threatened because it's, it's the truth. Hmm. Anything that's, like, an illusion is the truth. I, I remember that. What, what's crazy is, like. I used to look at my dad, like it's my pops. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and every Sunday, like my pops would put on Minister Farrakhan. Yeah. And I, I used to look Farrakhan. at my pops like like everything that Minister Farrakhan was preaching uh-huh. was like truth. Right. Absolute truth. Right? Facts, truth. <laughs> and I used to look at my dad and be like, Why ain't you doing that? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't even say the N-word, but I'm like, nigga. <laughs> like, bro, like, everything this man talking about, like, at the time, like, now my dad's, like, changed, you know, it's kind of, like, reformed his life. But at the time, I'm looking like, man, like, you be drinking, smoking, smoking. partying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, him and my mom was divorced. I'm like, you out here with the blue-eyed devil? Blue-eyed devil <laughs> you and know? the white queen? But I just never understood. But he just priming and listening to Farrakhan. So, like, a lot of that pro-blackness stuff, like, it, it, like resonated with it, it, in me as a child growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it made me conscious about a lot of stuff. So uh, it's appreciative, like appreciative, but I don't know what's going on with like Umar. I don't know if he's like. He turns like a meme. Nah, but like I listen like Brother Polite. Like one time people were bashing him for like the Gucci stuff. Yeah, and he had, didn't he have two white girls too? Yeah, I think. But <clears throat> neither here nor there, like Polite was like, yo, like, I still came from the hood. Like, it's still in me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, so every now and then, like, you know what I mean? He was like, I was still brainwashed in the fuck shit. So I'm a, every now and then, you're going to see some fuckery. Bro, ever since you sent me that, vi- yeah, you sent me that video of Polite saying, like, if you're eating white rice, it's just like eating crack. Yeah. I don't eat white rice no more. <laughs> I don't eat rice, no, the white rice. Yeah. He was like, he said, if you see somebody eating white rice, they might as well be doing crack. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, even uh, Dr. CB was on there, too. Yeah. I remember, I watched a thing on him, and he was like, if you want to kill somebody, um, the worst thing you could do 
to somebody instead of outright just killing them is give them sugar. Damn. Yeah, man. But yeah, Umar, he was on Instagram Live literally saying, putting hits out on these niggas. <laughs> and then the funny thing when, uh, when Umar said, when he got the $20 donation, and he was like, <laughs> oh, no, it was a $10 donation. <laughs> He's like, thank you, sister, for that ten dollars. Next time, make it twenty. What is that? You barely had that. Yeah, I know you probably barely had that, but make it twenty. Man, what's up with Umar, man? I don't know, man. Like, it's you crazy. This beef? Who is he beef with? Uh, what's the other? That he makes hidden colors. Tariq Nasheed. Yeah, like he was Tariq. like beefing. Man. No, no, they those two beef. Um, you know, but like, man, sometimes I see Umar and I be like, you know, we want to protect, right. like, like our positive voices in the community because now, like, we have so few um, positive voices, like people that are actually, like, trying to educate and empower our culture, our community. So we want to protect them. But man, sometimes I see Umar and I'm like, man, I know he got to be on a coke binge. Yeah, man. I know he on a cocaine. Why is he always in the park? <laughs> like he's just it's just always like man like I don't know but even having that kind of power like you putting that much knowledge and truth out there like it like it can make you I'm pretty sure he's experienced some wild stuff yeah but it always seems like they always want to make the black leader look either a joke or crazy that's, that's where the narrative comes what I'm saying I think that you actually are driven crazy by not the narrative but just by like it's like a lot it's pressure yeah it's pressure like we we don't know the stuff that goes on behind the scenes we don't know the stuff that's like not happening because somebody got hip that he was speaking like you know what i'm saying empowerment talk and yeah you know how many things have happened to him like where like you literally could go insane because people aren't going to believe you they're like you know what i'm saying certain right. stuff is happening yeah like, he has certain conspiracies that he preaches about, and people just like, oh, like, I was with him until he started talking about this. Yeah. I, li- I-, I like listening to Umar. Um, let's get into some quick hits, man. Um, all promoters and ton- all promoters done turned into Trump supporters. Yeah, trying to get the country back <laughs> open. Bro, I haven't seen so many promoters, black promoters, start waving the 45 flag. Like, they are, like, they are eager to get the country reopened and get the clubs back open. I understand that, but... Like that, but you can't, you can't knock them because that is their source of... Income. Income. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They hungry. They got to feed their kids. They got to, you know what I mean? Like, they got to... Do something. My thing I thought about the other day, I was thinking about, I said, what about the young, the young hustlers out here right now that are getting a bag and they can't go, like, show it off? Can't like, go show it off. Like, can you imagine winning the lottery in this climate? Oh, you can't do nothing. <laughs> you can't do nothing but go to the grocery store or Target? Can't do nothing at all. Like, um, uh, I had a question, too, like... Yeah. um. Since like we like you know in the quarantine climate, why did the baby drop an album right now? I have no idea. I heard he said recently in an interview that if the quarantine lasts another two months, he gonna lose about seven million dollars. Um, 
far as why he dropped the project, I guess he got to keep dropping material to keep the wave going. I did not like the album at <laughs> all. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like the first baby, the baby project. I know everybody hates when people say that he makes the same music or he sounds the same. To me, he's like a ludicrous. This is his third album, Bars. right? Yeah. This is his third album? Yeah. See, I, I fell off after... I never really got it fully into album one. Yeah. But album two sounded the same as album one to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Same so, flow. Yeah, so I like I, I hit the eject button early. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't... As far as the music's concerned, um, I'm not feeling the music anymore. I guess people people like that, I guess. But I'm saying, like, but even, like, okay, like, let's classify the baby, excuse me, as a turn-up rapper. Right. He makes a certain, like, from when we were younger, like, would it have been, like, the hyphy or crunk music. Right. Like, for this generation. But right now, there is no turn-up. There is no, you can't turn up. Where, right. can, where can we, yeah, you're right. What <laughs> setting can we hear that music at where we want to like drink? You can't even go to the gym and listen to that as like right. to turn me up in the gym. Like, right. so that's my whole point is like, why I drop the album now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a tough climate. Like, I look at Hollywood, like Hollywood ain't dropping movies right now. No, nah, hell no. <laughs> they need to, Marvel need, need to go ahead and drop that Black Widow. Man, directly to Disney Plus. <laughs> directly, yeah. Go ahead and give us the Black Widow, Marvel. Disney. Stop <laughs> bullshitting. Y'all gave us the onward early. Give us that Black Widow early. Because mo- niggas ain't going to be going to no movie theaters anytime soon. But yeah, man. I think Kaylani's about to drop an album. Um, I love Kaylani. <laughs> I think it was it was so good for her to break up with YG. Because we like when, when Kaylani's hurt. That's when she makes the the best music. Um, I did not like relationship Kaylani. Who else dropped new music? Um, somebody else dropped a new album. There's a lot of people that actually dropped. I mean, that was just kind of the. Uh, I just don't understand why people are dropping music in this climate. Yeah, like I just don't truthfully understand. Like, what what would make you want to? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna sell. Oh, Juice World dropped a new one. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace, Juice World. NBA Young Boy. Oh, NBA Young Boy's fire. He's fire. K Camp. You know, NBA Young Boy doesn't he even before this shit, he wasn't doing performances. Like he <laughs> wouldn't do live shows. Yeah. NBA Young Boy makes most of his money that I heard off of YouTube. Because he has his own YouTube channel and he just dropped like, he'll record a video in the kitchen and just put it up. That's fire. Fire. Like, he don't got to go out into he, the gauntlet. He don't got to go into the public. Like, you never seen when NBA Young Boys performing here or booked to do a show here. Like. I think that drives the value, though. That's smart. Yeah. Because when he does come out, he's about to get the fucking bag. Like, and he's turned into, like, one of those artists where. Like, how do you get to be that kind of artist where you have the controversy and you got the good music, but you still not kind of, like, commercial? Because I, I got to think, like, baby to me is, like, commercial. Yeah, he went pop. Yeah, he went pop. Post Malone Records. I believe he's on a couple pop star records as well. But NBA Youngboy, I can say he makes the same amount of money, but he's still kind of, like, street. Like, he ain't went commercial. 
Yeah, like I, I think that's just the, the lane. But he doesn't make the like he doesn't make that level of turn up music. Right. Like his is more like, uh, mellow, smooth. It's still like it's still street, but it's not, like, you're not gonna like. I don't see NBA young boy and think like, oh, he about to have like a club banger on here. Yeah, you're right. Like I don't think he chases that that market. Nah, he chases. I don't know. I guess you would you would compare that to our generation's street music, NBA young boy. Yeah. Yeah, you would compare that. <laughs> um, NBA young boy would have been like the. Uh, like Sebo to, C- yep, yep. to the West Coast. Sebo, Sebo to the West Coast. Um, Kendrick Lamar recently, French Montana, said that he could compete with Kendrick Lamar in a a versus battle. Because <laughs> French says he got hits. Then Young Thug, I guess Young somehow Young Thug got involved into it. But um, I don't French might have some records. I mean, he got some joints. But like, you know, Kendrick, again, is one of those, like, upper echelon. Yeah, you really can't put, like, French and Kendrick? Nah, man. Like, Kendrick's on some... Kendrick's chasing the art right now. Kendrick's chasing all-time hip-hop greatness. Like, I, I used to vibe with French. But, like, French right now is, like, searching for it. Yeah, he fell off to me. Not like, fall off. He probably still make money. But he's searching for it. But, like, like... I, just like me, like I just look at him now, like after the Kardashian stuff, and then now you see French, and he got like the the perfectly exfoliated face. Yeah, the, um, the drawn in abs. <laughs> yeah, with the, you know what I'm saying the uh, uh, the esthetician done eyebrows. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like to me, it's too much. Like I look at him, and I just I don't see like, and he's still talking street, and I'm like, come on, bro. Like that's beyond Did you. He know? Don't- like, I think French is in a mode right now where he goes in the studio and he can't make a regular record. Well, that's what like, I'm saying. He has to think, he's probably thinking in his mind that I need to make another Unforgettable. Like, that song with Sway Lee. Like, I well, think what, you lose your artistry at that point. Well, yeah, because he's chasing the bag. Like, he's not going in there saying, like, yo, I'm gonna make, we're going to make this Coke Boys tape and we're going to get off. and Or I know this joint right here going to rock in a strip club right. and in the street, like, I don't think he made like he's at that point. I think once you make those hit records and you start like chasing it, yeah, that's when you lose your. Because that's how I felt like an artist. Like I, I think that's where like to me, I always felt like the game went that direction. You thought the game started chasing hits? Yeah, like you start trying to make like hit like because you got to remember like we had the documentary game right, then we had the uh, Devil's Advocate game right, and then like the one after that was what was it the Red Album? But remember, he had a song with Lil Wayne, and it was like the little uh, dance techno house beat. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like he, like to me, he started chasing those records. So like, when there was a point when Game did like the Operation Kill Everything, yeah, like that mixtape, I just felt like he just went in the studio and just like rapped, just rapped. Oh, that was that shit was fire. And to me, that was like fire. Then I got back in the game, but then it went like right back into the. Because um, what was the... The last album was fire. This yeah. last one. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe Because I felt like it was chasing hits. Chasing Kendrick's. Not Kendrick. It was kind of Nipsey. Yeah, it was Nipsey yeah. influence, but, <laughs> it was it was not, but it's not Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? So I I just couldn't get into it. I look like I'm a fan of the game, but 
I just felt like when I feel like when artists limit themselves to that, like, man, like I think as an artist, it might be okay to like you popped on this. You got you with fame, like fall off for three years and just make some street records bubble up again. And you know what I'm saying? Do you think that's what Kendrick's Well, Kendrick ain't putting out music, period. But do you think Kendrick Lamar is on the clock? I mean, Kendrick Lamar, his last album was was damn. In my opinion, that was pop Kendrick. I know there's a lot of Kendrick fans. They they go hard for Kendrick. Don't get me, I'm a Kendrick fan. I'm not a, a Kendrick player hater. I love Kendrick Lamar. But damn to me was label saving to me. No, hey, we talked about it like <laughs> that was this label saver for TDE because they had so many projects that underperformed. Right. That I feel like he was pigeonholed into doing that. But like for him as an artist, we don't know if, like, one, if, like, he's just not creating right now. Two. There's no point. There's no point. Like, I mean, he, they probably made a ton of money off that damn album. They, how many you singles? Said, yeah. What did you say on uh, Facebook? You said he was, like, two years touring off the album? Yeah, two years. That's crazy. Because remember, like, he had, like, remember, like, one of the, like, the loyalty record... Was that with Rihanna? Yeah. No, Loves with Rihanna. I don't but, know which one. Know but, which one. but, so he had a record with Rihanna, but like the loyalty record, I believe was like the last single that really got pushed. Yeah. And that album had already been out for a year. Mm. And he made a bag off the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah. He had a, he had a hit, like a smash <laughs> off of that one. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like, we, we don't know what he's doing. I don't see him as on the clock. Like I, I appreciate like when artists like leave. Like I almost feel like me being a like uh, a Drake fan. Like I, f- I feel like right now I feel overwhelmed with Drake music. I think so too. That's why I haven't like even though I like Tootsie Slide. Normally I would be bumping, but I I, I just saw the video once. Mm-hmm. I never played it again. Like I'm finding myself right now not coming back to Drake records. I did the the joint that he dropped over um, the Jay Z um, song cry. Which was fire. I didn't come back to that one. The Chicago Freestyle. I didn't come back to that one. Not because they're not hot records. Just because it's over saturation at this point. Like Jay-Z would. Jay-Z would go away for a summer. Yeah. <clears throat> when you take the winter off. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. I just feel like right now with like Drake. It's just like. It's just like we had uh, Views. Then it went to uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, or was it more life? Well, it was more, more life before views. No, no, it was views, more life, life Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. Like I really like more life, but then like Scorpion came and then it kind of like killed that and uh, kind of eh, a Scorpion. In the NBA Finals, you saw a <laughs> lot of them. So I just feel like now, like, but also he also said that he would be done at thirty-five, so he might just be trying to charge up the bag and charge it up, huh? And then fade into, you know, like, yeah. So like Bryson Tiller, he kind of disappeared. I mean, he first album Trap Soul, fucking classic. Um, <laughs> second album, that shit. I don't know the name of the second album, but it grew on me. But it didn't perform like Trap Soul. But now Bryson's just gone. Yeah, it's just. Um, 
it's kind of hard though. Like once you're an artist that like you compete and then they throw you in at like Drake land. Cause remember like Bryson Tiller came out and they were like, Oh, he's competing with Drake. Yeah. And you just get swallowed, bro. <laughs> you just get, you get swallowed. There's a lot of artists who, who do that. But that's why like, I also appreciate the artists that are like unique because it almost seems like this generation, like in this generation in time frame of music, like you're only one album hot. One album hot. Like Cardi B. <laughs> like she's searching for that next moment, which is sad because her first album, like Bodak Yellow popped and then she got into the beef with Nicki and now I think she's only focused on making another hit. Probably because the label needs her to make another hit too. Like, and I'm like, Cardi, just make a street record. But even the street records are sounding like Forrest. Like, like <laughs> it gotta be hard as... But that's what I'm saying. It'd like, be a great job to be an artist, but it's hard at the same time. Like, the, in this in this generation and climate, it's just, it's tough because it's like oversaturation. Like, too many people play it. It's everywhere you go. And I think people get tired of it, and then they're on to the next thing. Like, how do you keep that balance? Kind of like, you do like Meg Thee Stallion? Because I know... I think she's done too, though. I she's just, done now? I just had this, I just had that con- like this conversation uh, with two of my homies. And they said I was wrong, which I might be. Mm-hmm. But I think she's done. Like, she had her project drop. She did her numbers. And... Fake controversy with the label drama. Yeah, like that was I, a rollout. Yeah, I think it's over now. Dang. I don't think like I don't like it's hard to recap. Like again, these are artists that we're talking about that are not artistically inclined artists. Mm. So like they're just rappers. So they don't they're not doing anything outside of the box. So it's not like they're gonna come out and do something different like you know what i mean like we had kanye west like college dropout late registration and then when he did graduation like that was outside of the box of those other two outside the box so like he grew same with j cole like j cole had his um first project um and then the second one then when he did like forest hills like forest hills was kind of outside of the box outside of the box um you know like kendrick he did good kid mad city then we're like can he follow that up? Then he dropped the uh, to pimp a butterfly, to pimp a butterfly, which was like totally different of, yeah. from Good Kid. And then he was able to come back with damn, damn. like those are like three different sounding Kendricks. Like, and that's what I mean. So like these artists that come that are just rappers, they release a project, and then it just sounds the same. Same like they fall into me the same category as the baby. You're right. Like, cause they sound absolutely the same. Like, even me to say, like, I think Drake is a, a unique artist, but for the last three projects, so you, are we you haven't. Drake hit his ceiling. I'm thinking, unless he comes out with a different sound, I think he might be at the ceiling. Cause for the last three albums, we've heard the same Drake, and we didn't hear that before. Like, he always had like a different, like, flow or a different. Do you think that the Quentin Miller shit? Messed up Drake from having his classic on If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Because that album has aged fire. That's, yeah. that, like, that is a fire album. Yeah, that was like underappreciated at the time because yeah. of the controversy. Yeah. But... That's like, that was rapping Drake. Yeah. And it was like creative records on there. Like, that might have been, 
I don't know. Like to me, Drake owes hip hop. He owes us a blueprint. He owes us a chronic. He like he owes us a I, body of work that I think that was take care though. I just don't think we appreciate it. I don't know how that's aged. If we go back, every song on Take Care is fire. Yeah, Take a Shot With Me is fucking fire. Like, every song is fire. Yeah. Like, every single song yeah. is fire. Yeah. Marvin's Room is still fire. Uh, Crew Love is still fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know the what I'm ride, saying? Ride, yeah, with The weekend. Yeah, like, those records are absolutely fire. Yeah. Like, to me, that was, that was the body of work. But now I just think, like, when I listen to Drake, I don't hear the difference. And then Quentin Miller could be part of it because now it could be, I can't just go out and get songwriters like that because yeah, I don't know like snitching. who's going to snitch, who's going to do what. So I don't know if it's that. I just don't know if he's like, he's done everything that he's can because he's had a long run in like hip hop terms. Right. Like what, when did he pop? Like 09, 2010, yeah. like we're now 2020, like 10 years to be on top in the hip hop game. It's like, that's a tough run. I think, like, if we really look at it in the context of, like, hip-hop artists that have had 10-year dominant runs, like, who are we talking about? Like, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop. Damn. Like, Ice Cube, Snoop. Ice Cube, Like, yeah. they might be the only two real artists. Like, Jay-Z. Like, but Jay-Z really didn't have, like, a run where he was, like, the face of hip-hop. Like, his window was a little Like, Jay-Z never, he was never, like, the guy. But he, his bodies of work was just... He has art pieces. That's what I'm saying. Like, artists, rapper. Like, artists, they need to have something that inspires them to be able to make music. Like, if you're like an artist, you just can't say, oh, I'm going to go in here and make this. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. something, like, it's kind of like a comedian. Like, Chris Rock, um, Dave Chappelle. They take years and years to do those specials because they the world has to be able to exp- inspire the material. That's why Dave Chappelle is like probably the GOAT because he takes so much time off and he has all this material just like a rapper. I'm not saying a rapper, you need to take a lot of time off, but like Kendrick right now, I guarantee you he's creating, he's going to create a, a new sound and it's going to be incredible. I guarantee you Kendrick's going to do that when he drops. And a lot of the the new artists and the rappers, they just rappers. That's what I'm saying. Like there's no... Like, it's rapping, it's hot, it's entertainment, we enjoy it. But, like, when they come back with that next project, like, what's going to be different? Yeah. Like, so, and what's crazy is, like, that's why you see certain artists that, like, hit the apex versus, like, artists that stay, like, underground and then they just have, like, their core audience that just appreciates exactly what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have certain artists out here that, that are like that, yeah. you know, like a, let's say like a Don Kennedy, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. currency. They, currency. They're never going to hit the apex as an artist and have like a smash single, but they're always going to come out and they're always going to have their core fan base, do their numbers, do their streams. And their music is going to like, the sound is going to be the same, but they just never became oversaturated. That's why I like Dipsy, Nipsey, because like people don't understand like Nipsey, Nipsey, is a legend, was a legend, again, in my opinion. But Nipsey was, like, underground. Yeah, he was a, what you would call, like, an underground legend. Under, yeah, he was, a, like, he was an underground legend, Pimp C, stuff like that. And Nipsey, I believe he was on a, um, a pace to, like, Victory Lab, to me, is classic. Yeah. He was on a pace based off the way he knew how to pick production. 
he was going to be making like classic albums. I think he was just reaching his artistry bag. Like Nipsey wasn't just every album I got from Nipsey, I got some game from it. I don't know, like like his artistry, but I just don't know, like the like if he was gonna be able to outdo Victory Lap. Like we waited a long time. Like his Nipsey fans, we waited a long time for Victory Lap. So like people don't like you know, and he was stashing away records for Victory Lap. Yeah, like we waited a long time for that album because there was a point, like you know, you know as well as any, like I'm day like day one, I was hustling the house, like oh this dude's hard. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. When I first heard that, I'm like, who is this nigga? <laughs> like. He's hard, like, um, so, like, you, we, we saw the progression, but, that, like, there were points in times, like, where I kind of fell off when we did, like, um, Mailbox Money, um, Slauson Boys too. Yeah. Like, I really didn't, that wasn't the Nipsey I, like, I liked and enjoyed, but. When he made, was that the Lloyd record? Uh, yeah, Key to, Key to the City. Yeah. No, no, thought, no, 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 it wasn't Key to the City. It was some, but he had a record where Lloyd, where he oh, yeah. tried to catch. Commercial success. Yeah, that was hard too, though. Yeah. But we could talk about this all day. Um, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe on the channel. Follow the Kickback Network. Follow Mike Terrell. Follow Nico Gorgeous. Where can they get you at? Everywhere. And I K O G O R G E O U S. Yes, follow me, Mike Terrell. M Y K E T E R R E L. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Press that bell to get the notifications for the new content. Here from the new podcast, we are out 100%.